You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Old Coleman Hawkins kind of took a beating from some fans over his performances during the season, but all of a sudden, he's a fan favorite, Scott Ritchie. Explain, please. Well, he did... Stick up for Brad Underwood and his coaching style on Twitter. Um, and then also, I'm not sure how much fans would like this, but he's already started recruiting Hunter Dickinson out of the transfer portal. Uh, so Coleman is taking his time, um, declare for the draft, maybe coming back, maybe not, uh, and using it wisely to uh, say and post anything he wants on Twitter. All right, Rich. Uh, take a deep dive into what's already been a crazy offseason in this week's podcast, Inside Line Out Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. A beautiful Monday morning, 70 degrees, sunny, celebrating Inside Illini basketball, as only we can. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, back after a week off. Scott Ritchie, as usual, hunkered down. You have your Taylor Swift tickets. You're pretty excited about the concert, I understand. When is it? Which one are you going to? I, <laughs> she's touring? <laughs> no, I knew that because there was that whole Ticketmaster thing. Um, I don't know. Is she like, where's she going to be closer? Oh, don't play coy. You're going. I. He's uh, Scott Ritchie. He's our beat writer. He's also our newsroom Swifty. I would say at the the risk of being attacked by the real Swifties, I won't say anything about Taylor <laughs> Swift. But I, I don't. Not I, mean, your, I hear songs on the radio. I guess not I your cup of tea is what you're saying. You're more the Garth Brooks guy. I do like Garth Brooks. I bet you do. You're from Eureka, so yes, you do. Yeah. Although, I mean, not a huge country music fan. Okay, but. Some I, it's I listen to other things. All I right, listen to, I listen to all, all things. Scott Just Ritchie not a lot of Taylor Swift. likes his basketball. All right, he's a basketball fan. Doggone it! Every day, even though the season ended too 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 quickly, he writes about it at alignihq.com. Um, I study our analytics daily, and uh, let me tell you, you got readers, Scott Ritchie. Uh, they want their basketball news. They want it twenty four seven, and you, for the most part, deliver. Congratulations. Thanks, I think. <laughs> uh, we have plenty to talk about in this week's. What episode is this? I'm, since I missed last week, I'm all... 243, maybe? All right, well, 242, when Matt Daniels, our sports editor, took over, I was over in Danville speaking to the fine folks of the Rotary Club, and one of the first questions they asked 
Not about Danville, not about the Sonic or Jimmy John's coming to town, not about... The casino? The casino, not about the cannabis uh, uh, shop where you can consume in the living room. They wanted to know about Terrence Shannon, doggone it. That was question number one from the movers and shakers of of Vermillion County. Do you have any updates on that? No. I mean, he hasn't announced his decision one way or the other. I mean... Here's the thing, like he's going to declare for the draft because there's absolutely zero downside in him not doing that. He just hasn't announced that yet. He has until the end, um, I believe the end of this month to do that. Um, then we'll see what happens. You know, he His projections are a little better than Coleman Hawkins right now, a little higher in the second round, uh, maybe closer to a guaranteed contract. Um, like, Because first-round picks are the only players that get, like, you will get a guaranteed contract. Second rounders, you know, over the last four or five years, um, more have been getting guaranteed contracts. Um, you know, and that's usually the guys that picked in the first 10 to 12 spots in the second round. Like I would assume went 38th, got a guaranteed deal. That is over at the end of this season, so he'll be in a good place to get his second contract earlier than if he, would pick, if he was picked in the first okay. round. But... Um, We'll but, see. There's reason to come back, maybe. I mean, if the NIL money is good, um, next year's draft is not considered quite as strong. Um, but there's also this idea that maybe Terrence Shannon, like, he can't improve his stock that much. He is old. He's old. Because, I mean, what it, I don't know if people realize that, like, he took a prep year after high school. So he's even maybe older than your typical guys that have played four years of college basketball and he's only going to get older and older is not better in the nba all right uh richie uh dealing with a crazy off season as is expected started earlier than april it seems like this year mostly um but we'll lead up to the draft uh social media was on fire over the weekend of course when a professor kind of took a, a jab at underwood for his yeah, and he's like from Canada. Sideline behavior that uh, he he got some blowback, including from uh, Alina Nation's new favorite fan, uh, Coleman Hawkins. Fill me in about that. Well, it's funny because they hate him as a player, but they love him for sticking up for Brad Underwood. Um, yeah, and like it was a video that like hit the internet like in January. Northwestern game. Yeah, and only got. Like, I'm not sure. I think it got more play because, like, Terrence Shannon must have found it because he was the one being yelled at. Um, but, like, he quote tweeted and was like, you know, there's nothing wrong you know, with this. And it's just if you can't stand that kind of coaching, don't come to Illinois. Uh, Coleman Hawkins did a lot of the same um, in his, in like, back and forth with this random associate professor of sociology from some Canadian college. I, don't, I didn't look into it that deep. But... That question's been asked before. Um, it was asked in an investigation into Brad Underwood after his first season, an internal one. Uh, that university said nothing, you know, went against university guidelines, and everyone you know, moved forward. Josh Whitman said he talked to Brad Underwood about, you know, his tone. But I don't know. It seems like the players that stay are all for it. The ones that leave maybe aren't. It could be part of the reason that they transfer, but 
Uh, it's just it's how he's coached forever. I don't think that's going to change. I mean, uh, and he talked about it um, when he was our guest uh, for Monday Night Sports Talk at the Esquire that that's not his only side of his personality, like, but that he coaches hard and expects a lot. And if you don't live up those expectations, you get what Terrence Shannon got, and which was uh, a chewing out during a timeout. So I don't know. It's this has been hashed and rehashed for like six years now. Social media explosion number two came when Hunter Dickerson Dickinson uh, said he's uh, portaling Coleman Hawkins again, weighing in <laughs> <laughs> with a clever yeah. Uh, might be how you get Coleman Hawkins to come back to Illinois um, because he declared for the draft uh, while maintaining his college eligibility and didn't do the move that Kofi did and enter the portal at the same time just to open up all of his options. But he did tell John Rossi that like he's looking at what Illinois does this offseason to see if the roster is going to be a spot to compete maybe for more than they did this year. Um and Coleman apparently wants Hunter in Champagne. I think that'd be the best story of the college basketball offseason. You got a guy in Hunter Dickinson who uh, has had real beef with Illinois fans, not necessarily players. Um, said he, you know, Hunter Dickinson said he, you know, got along with Kofi and guys like that, um, but it called Illinois fans annoying, and they hate him. And. I got a text uh, from someone who's like, if Hunter Dickinson comes to Illinois, that the headline should be, if you can't beat them, join them. Because mm. he hasn't beaten Illinois in his time in Michigan. Um, but looks like, I mean, odds are, well, one, he'll go wherever the money's the best. Um, because NIL is what's keeping him in college basketball. Because there's, like Kofi Coburn, maybe not the best fit at the NBA. Although he can shoot it a little better than, than Kofi. Um, but also, my look, to, you know, he's from the Washington, D.C. area. You know, Georgetown has kind of been bandied about as an option you know, with Ed Cooley, the new coach. Um, and then he also had beef with Mark Turgeon at Maryland for not recruiting him very hard. But Mark Turgeon is gone, so maybe you know, Kevin Willard and the Terps can win round two all right uh good morning Illini nation i need you to start a um a fluid big 10 power poll immediately all right just updated every morning one through 14 <laughs> all right i mean or at least one through five just yeah. to keep it simple because uh you know the news changes every day the rosters change every day but uh, let's do that scott would you have a little fun with it who would be your number one right now as we know it in the big 10 would it be Michigan State? I'm trying to help you here, Scott yeah, Ritchie. I, I mean, like I'm going to have to start thinking about this because I Would believe... it be Purdue still? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, Zach, I, I don't know. Is Zach Eady coming back? Is I don't know. Thing? Just you got you to. Gotta, that's why the the poll would be a very popular thing, and I think it would be interesting. Yeah, because you don't have to do it. Yeah, every day. But I could do it. I just don't know anything, but I still could do it. How yeah. about that? I would go Purdue 1, Michigan State 2. I also don't know anything because none of these rosters are anywhere near set in stone. Um, probably Michigan State 1, though. Okay. 
And I think Purdue showed that it's limited. But maybe the, you know, the freshman guards will not be freshmen anymore. Right. They, they showed they were limited in one game. All right. Eh. All right. This isn't the NCAA tournament poll. Smart Alec. They the got. Big Ten power they were not as good. I mean, they won the Big Ten tournament. They I weren't guess. very good at all. They won the regular season, the, the Big Ten tournament. Who, they know. weren't as good in the last third of the season. How about that? C- cumulatively. Now you're making no sense. I'm going to cancel this poll before it starts. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> you talked me right out of it, Scott Ritchie. Come on, start it up. It'd be interesting because uh, right now there isn't a power, there isn't a super team yet that. Uh, We'll we'll start talking about ending this title drought. Maybe there will be in a month or I mean, two pro- months. I mean, probably not. I think the Big Ten, Big Ten's just never going to win another. Look at this lousy game. Final Four we got on our hands right now. You're telling me a Big Ten team isn't as good as those four? You're crazy. Who said it was lousy? It's lousy. It's horrible. No one's uh, FAU I'm, San Diego State was a really good game. Yeah, it was a great game that no one watched. I watched it. Yeah, like I said, no one. I I haven't seen the TV numbers actually. <laughs> They're no. awful. I've, the uh, UConn Miami game, like that was like awful. It was just no game. I'm told I didn't watch it. I'm, you know, you know what? Also, might not be a game. What's tonight's that? game? Yeah, just uh, UConn has, no has not lost to anyone. I'm watching outside it. of the Big East I, and has won all of their games against non-conference opponents by an average of 24 yeah, points. Just doesn't do anything. UConn, your national champion. Ed Bond snoring over here. He's also. Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it though. Yeah. Well, you have to. You're the basketball beat writer. You're the AP top 25 voter. I'm still stunned that you don't have to submit a final top 25 after tonight's game like like all football writers do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's nobody asked me. So All right. We'll get that, that but they haven't done it, I think, ever. And I would argue that we should probably vote for, like, all-American stuff after the yeah. season is over because the season's still going on through tonight. Um, what I will do, I assume, for Tuesday's News Gazette is have a way too early Thank you. Thank you. Um, And oh boy, well, (laughs) I'm going to write it and then I'm not going to look at it again because it won't be anything close to what I submit in mid-October. Right. That's the uh, nature of where we're at in college basketball. Not necessarily a great thing for the sport, but who knows? I mean, on one hand, it has people talking about college basketball 12 months out of the year. Mm -hmm. On the other, I think now... I don't, there's fans that are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch anymore this transfer stuff. Then they, they still watch. Sure, but it's but a, it did result. Coaches in, don't know who their team is until July, and fans are just kind of left yeah. in limbo. Well, this year's Final Four did not benefit from the craziness in college basketball. Just not uh, as the TV numbers will show. Yeah, but not uh, very attractive to the common fan. I would argue. Um, Brad Underwood uh, will do some more yelling next week, I understand, at Gordyville. Positive he, yelling, we uh, call it. Oh, is he gonna? Is he being the auctioneer? or? <laughs> uh, great event uh, to benefit coaches versus cancer. Um, it was announced that Tom Izzo is going to join the gang. Uh, Fred Hoiberg, Fran McCaffrey, Tom Izzo, and Brad Underwood uh, all on the same stage. And uh, if we use last year's event as a kind of a, a barometer, it'll be good stuff. We'll see if anybody can top what wha- I think wound up being the most expensive item up for bid at the auction was you know, really good seats to Kansas game that maybe Bill Self provided mm-hmm. that 
I like, pushed them like, like close to like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars right. in terms of total money raised. Uh, I don't know that like an Iowa game or a Nebraska game would do that. Maybe Michigan State. I think so. Michigan State maybe uh, maybe the 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 four team classic that kicks off the season every year. Maybe Champions he'll offer uh, that. Is that in Indianapolis still, or am I? It bounces you know. between like Indy, Chicago, and New York. I think. Okay. I don't know yeah. where it is next year. That'll be interesting. Anyway, it should be a fun night. Uh, I'm not sure if it's sold out yet, but uh, I mean, as of like last this past Thursday or Friday, I think there were tickets still available. Okay, so, but I mean, they've been on sale since January, so I wouldn't think there'd be a ton left. Scott Ritchie will be there, and we'll uh, we'll hear from all those coaches. They're all friendly. Uh, as uh, should be a fun night. Okay. Maybe uh, Underwood will have a scoop. Maybe he'll have a better feel for who's com- coming back then. I mean, maybe. I would lean towards probably not. Um, but there's no, I mean, there's a certain window for the portal. And i trying to think. It goes into, into May, so... Okay. Hey, I'm curious. Who is your number one that is going to be in tomorrow's print edition? Have you put any thought to it? Would it be uh, UConn's going to lose some players, right? Yeah, but not that Creighton, many. maybe? How about Creighton as your number one? Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on uh, if Arthur Kaluma comes back. Okay. I mean, he's their best, probably their, I mean, their best pro prospect. I don't know if he's their best player. I mean, UConn could be that team. Um Jordan Hawkins is a first-round pick for sure, so he's gone. Um, but I don't know that the rest of their guys have that much NBA buzz right now. And they've just been really good. So I'd be I'm tempted, win or lose, to put them at number one. Okay. I mean, Andre no Jackson, fun. like they're really good wing, like he's – Sort of a late second round guy right now, but Damasinogo is not getting any. I mean, they're bigs, which make them unique because they have Damasinogo and Donovan Klingon just go one after the other. Uh, they should both be back. Okay. Each day, uh, Richie is also offering up portal candidates that would fit well with the Brad Underwood's roster. You've been doing that for now almost two weeks. Is that right? So you've you basically got a roster full of potential players. <laughs> I do. Um, Anybody that we should pay extra special attention to that you think might be a really cool fit? It's a, I don't know if there's a really cool fit necessarily. Uh, I mean, there's like three th- types of player like they're looking at. Um, and like only shooters apply for essentially all of them because that may be the bigs. But like they need another like lead guard with experience. Probably need a wing that can shoot, and then a big just to add some depth. Um, I mean, some interesting like clear Khalil Ware, uh, the seven footer out of Oregon. Like he was a top six recruit in the class of twenty twenty two, and wound up stuck behind Infale Dante and Nate Biddle and didn't really play. And I don't know if he and Dana Altman really saw eye to eye, but Elmer recruited him out of high school. I mean, I saw him play in the Jordan Brand Classic last spring. Um, so I'm practice and play. This long, athletic, prototypical like rim runner, rim protector. I think would be an interesting fit. But 
if you get a guy like that, you have to have a, a point guard. I think that's probably the most important player. Right now, only hasn't offered a ton of guys that would you know fit that lead guard spot. Um, like one of them, I think you know Primo Spears. I might have mentioned before at Georgetown. Like he's already transferred, and the NCAA has now has these. Well, they're going to essentially enforce the rules that have always been the rules. Um, at least they say they are. So I don't know, like, if he's going to be able to play for his third team in three years, um, but. Like Chance McMillian from Grand Canyon um, was sort of like the secondary ball handler for them, but shot 44% from three. Uh, I think you have to do both. Um, kind of a new name, and it worked for Penn State. Uh, Javion McCollum is transferring from Siena, uh, just like Jalen Pickett did. Uh, was you know their point guard and averaged 16 points, four assists. Three-point shooting went down a little bit in a bigger role, but like he shot 43% as a freshman. Multiple years of eligibility. I think that's important. Um, on the wing, like a guy like TJ Bamba from Washington State. He's got two years of eligibility. Um, shot 37% from three in a bigger role this year. Uh, double the scoring. Um, Dalton Connect. He only has one year left, but you know, Northern Colorado guard. 6'6", good size. Average 20 points. Shot 38% from three. Um, yeah, essentially, big guard that can shoot. Lead guard that can shoot big man that can do big man things when's this roster going to be uh, ready to roll before Some, before the schedule comes out as <laughs> as late as the schedule like the schedule releases become yes because like i don't think it came out till sometime in august like the team was already on campus well i would imagine they'd want to have the team in place by mid-july just because they've got 10 practices that they're going to have before they go to Spain in early August. So I think you want to take your, your team to Spain and not like add a guy after you've already had all that work done. Um, so that's maybe like a kind of a hard deadline. But I think last year you saw Matthew Meyer commit sometime in April, like late April. Um I think it'll probably be May or June before we really know. All right. Are we done seeing any players enter the portal off the uh, Illini roster? Not necessarily. And I think you, know, you got the, you know, the first round. It'll be a little bit like last year even. Um, the first round of guys that are just going to leave. They didn't have any interest in staying regardless of the circumstances. So Jaden Epps. Um, Brandon Lee is just transferring to play because he hasn't played uh, in three years. And then I think you have guys that will see what moves Illinois makes in the portal between now and when the portal closes, at least in terms of getting in it. Um, like if they feel like they just got recruited over, they might leave. So like that's a, like a Brandon Pajemski was a later addition to the portal last year um, because Illinois went, was looking at guys like Terrence Shannon and um, I think that could happen later in the spring all right a lot of movement around the big 10 of course penn state lost its coach kind of expected he even hinted at it well i mean every player that like got him got that team to where it was like he wasn't going to get him back mm -hmm. and penn state's i don't know probably you can't sustain success basketball success there i mean it's and also i mean it's a football school and then 
it's a volleyball school and a wrestling school and basketball is not that high up on the priority list. Get, like, get going while the going's good. Your Rutgers team, I'm not even going to talk about, almost made the tournament. Good try. <laughs> uh, Michigan in shambles. Uh, Wisconsin, hard to get a feel uh, for I mean, the they made like semifinalists. They are what they are. And okay. I think I've mentioned before, like this year, like Wisconsin's always played above its head, above like its supposed talent. They did not this year. They played like the team that they had put together. Purdue, you're hating on for some reason. All right. They it, lost to a 16. And the, before, like in the last three tournaments, they've lost to a 16, a 15, and a 14. Which is a text right now from a G. Katie. Hall of Famer. Congratulations to Gene Katie. I don't know what he wants. <laughs> He'd agree with me. I was like, man, Matt, what are you doing? Losing to double-digit double digit seeds in three consecutive tournaments. It's awful. Indiana lost its uh, talented point guard of the NBA. Be interesting to see what happens next to the Hoosiers because their big guy's also gone. Yeah. Um, it'll be. A, I mean, it's, it's going to be a different team because everything was built around Trace for four years, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, apparently... They're getting very involved in the Caleb Love sweepstakes, sweepstakes, which is cool. I'm sure Indiana fans are going to love to see him shoot 18 times per game and like only make 30% of them. Wow. He's a trucker. Caleb, hate Caleb Love hater. Apparently. I mean, he was really high profile coming to high school, but like he has become a trucker. He's super inefficient. Ohio State, you don't know what's going to happen there. Iowa, who knows? Northwestern took a loss. I think. I don't know. It's, uh, it's I mean, Northwestern. I'm interested like, to see your first uh, Big Ten uh, rankings. Yeah, I'm, I'm be interested to see them too because no idea. All right. What else besides a uh, hoedown at, at Gordyville, which is a great place if you ever if you haven't had a chance to visit Gifford, Illinois. It's a wonderful setting. It it plays to Richie because it's like dirt, most of it. Okay. Right? Yeah. With I like just horse equipment. Never ridden a horse in my life. Uh, what else is on the uh, radar here in uh, April? Just roster stuff and just waiting to see who else might leave, who Illinois might get. Um, two months really before we'll know what Coleman Hawkins is going to do probably same with Terrence Shannon. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's, there's nothing rock solid. Um, just a lot of things that could happen, might happen. Don't know when they would happen. Congratulations to the Iowa women's team that, uh, now that was a tournament worth watching at least no offense, men's final four, but it didn't stack up. Yeah. We have the Iowa, South Carolina, Final four game was Great. really good. And then the ending of last uh, yesterday's game was certainly interesting with some taunting going on. It was, I, yeah, and I am done with all of the conversation about that on Twitter. It's hmm. it's interesting. I'll just say that. Love it. The direction, the, the tone of the people coming after Angel Reese for <clears throat> doing the same thing that Caitlin Clark did mm-hmm. to Haley Van Lith. So. Um, our women's beat writer Joe Vizelli will be interesting to hear his ta- take with the uh, what happens in the off season for 
Illinois, an NCAA tournament team that was likely to return next season. Just don't know how how high of a seed they'll be. Well, I mean, they lost one, one of their assistants. Ryan Gensler is going to be the head coach at uh, Akron, uh, but should bring back most of the roster. And they add, like, a real center so they can put Kendall Bostic at the four. Um, I think that'd be a good move. All right. Uh, let me ask you a couple other questions real quick. Sneak these in. It's a basketball podcast. Football, uh, they had a scrimmage on Saturday, Brett Bielema's team. Uh, windy, so the quarterbacks maybe didn't get a good look at them at their true form. Any thoughts? I mean, that's probably the biggest question mark going into the fall is what Elmo's going to get from the quarterback position. You know, Luke Altmeyer is the likely starter. Um, John Paddock actually has more starting experience, but at a you know lower level in the MAC. Um, but I think it's Luke Altmeyer's job to lose. Brett Bielma won't say that now. Um, running backs also kind of a question mark because Chase Brown like carried the ball a million times last fall. Um, that might be a Big Ten record, a million. Yep. That, uh, it was a rough, look. rough, rough number, rough okay. estimate there. Uh, I think it was, well, it was 360 or something like that. Can't wait for that NFL draft later this uh, month in Kansas City. Our Bob Osmussen will be there, but how, when's the last time we could say we were excited about an NFL draft if you're an Illinois fan? It's been a while. I mean, yeah. the year when A.J. Jenkins and Whitney Merciless, the Whit- was it Whitney Merciless in the first round? Don't know what you're talking about. It was 12 Talk years ago. It was 12 years ago. <laughs> Kevin Hardy, Simeon Rice, that's more my era. All right. Yeah. Now that was the big time. Ed Bond remembers that one. Well, not often you get two Illinois football players Picked what two and three. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with uh, Witherspoon and the Brown twins and Quan Martin, Quan Martin that gives you four that uh, probably going to get picked. Pretty cool. Yeah, four for sure. And then I think Alex Pilstrom or Alex Palcheski would be maybe a late round. Okay, pick off and, and Alex Pilstrom probably gets a training camp spot somewhere. A lot of high school coaches in town over the weekend. Their annual clinic. Uh, again, the weather was so bad that was the only bummer. Uh, Saturday's uh, scrimmage was windy and cold and blustery. We needed weather like today on this beautiful Monday. Well, I'm sure if Brad Bielma could have controlled that, he would have tried. All right, closing thoughts from our basketball beat writer. There you go again. Yeah, look at me bringing up football. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. I didn't. I never do. I don't think I've actively brought up a different sport on this podcast one time. I know you don't have any data to report because you're you get all uppity when I ask you for off season data. Apparently, there isn't anything. Well, yes, yeah, because like the, the games aren't being played at least right. for Illinois. I mean, I could give you one though. Give it a shot that won't put me to sleep. <laughs> pass. I'll just pass. Okay, thank you. We'll resume that awful uh, part of the po- podcast maybe next uh, November, I guess. I'm interested about the schedule. You said uh, it uh, won't come out, of course, till August, but do we know any tournaments? Have you heard any inkling of rumors of where they might be playing? Uh, in the I haven't, which is funny because by now you usually do know, or at least it's been rumored out there. Um, Ed Bond, part of the radio crew, doesn't even know. He's shaking his head violently, may I add. It's an aggressive head shake. I mean, Elmo will be in one somewhere. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, they, let me go book my flight right now. <laughs> like they don't get left out of those um, for the most part, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not in Maui. It won't be for another couple of years, probably. All right, it'd be interesting. All right, anything uh, before I let you go here, Mister Richie? Um, I guess the last piece of news a uh, new offer in the class of 2024 been a while since there has been one um it's uh six four guard out of texas uh jared harris um four-star recruit like close to being in the top 50 has a ton of offers um one of his more recent besides illinois was kansas so essentially like most of the big 12 has offered him um, why is it that i'm no longer interested in high school recruiting like I'm really not, because the number of freshmen that can have a real impact is pretty small, and trans like talk, you listen to Brad Underwood you know, about teams getting old. It's like you don't get old by recruiting freshmen or yeah. high school players. Definitely. And like I think, which it's an interesting juxtaposition because like he talks about Illinois being a developmental program, but um, I guess you just start developing twenty year olds. And maybe fixing what their last coaching staff didn't do right, but I think like this year where they wound up adding six freshmen total, um, three of which remain, um, probably an outlier. I think it'll be more like this coming off season where you got Amani Hansberry, Dre Gibbs, Lahorn, and then transfers. All right. Looking forward to it nonetheless. I still think uh, Illinois will be in your top five when you do your first Big Ten power poll tomorrow. Oh, the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. And also tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. This week? Maybe. Uh, this month? Top five? Oh, yeah, yeah, I they're guess. There. They're there. Lock. Piece of cake. <laughs> Anything but a piece of cake or a lock. Um, but I guess. I mean, I kind of, I don't know. Like, I just, like. If you think about the guys that like aren't going to be back and might not be back, Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon being in that second group, like that changes this team, and we don't know who's going to replace them if they have to be replaced. It's impossible to know anything about any team right now. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our award-winning beat writer of all things Illinois sports. Looking forward to you. have one more show at the Ray at the Esquire. I think we have two, two more, more shows, shows. So if you want to grab an ice cold one, Scotty will buy you one. Show up at 5 p.m. at the Esquire. Get you a is Pabst. There a, is there a News Gazette credit card can I can of use? Pabst. It costs you like a buck at the Esquire. Is there a News Open Gazette? Open your wallet once. I will be expensing it. <laughs> and if you're going to Gordyville, say hi to Scott there, too. He'll be the one uh, with the chaps and the uh, and the uh, flannel, <laughs> right? I don't own chaps. I think I can find a flannel. All right. Scott, I appreciate all your hard work, as always. Uh, read them every morning, 6 a.m., com. Listen to them on the radio and follow them on Twitter. All that good stuff. And buy a print s- subscription to the News Gazette, too. We'll talk to you next week, Scott.